This is a poem called What the Dead Fear by Kim Adonizio. On winter nights, the dead see their photographs slipped from the windows of wallets. There's letters stuffed in a box with the clothes for goodwill. No one remembers their jokes, their nervous habits, their dread of enclosed places. In these nightmares, the dead feel the soft nub of the eraser lightening their bones. They wake up in a panic, go for a glass of milk and see the moon, the fresh snow, the stripped trees. Maybe they fix a turkey sandwich or watch the patterns on the TV. It's all a dream anyway. In a few months, they'll turn the clocks ahead and when they sleep, they'll know the living are grieving for them, unbearably lonely and indifferent to beauty. They rise in the morning, and when the cut flowers are laid before their names, they smile like shy brides. Thank you, thank you, they say. You shouldn't have, they say, but very softly. So it sounds like the wind, like nothing human. So how do you think patients want to be remembered? How do you want to be remembered? Now, these are conversations that we have regularly with our patients and families um, and talking about legacy. And I think it's, it's something that's super important for our patients and something that they may not really understand uh, or even be able to verbalize in some, in some instances. So for us to be aware and listening for some of those cues of um, you know, those fears you know, what's going to happen after I'm gone? Who's going to take care of this person and those sorts of things? You know, these are, are great openings for, you know, how do we start to talk about legacy? What do you want your family to remember about you? How do you want to maintain that connection? And part of this is how we in um, a lot of our cultures sort of talk about grief, um, but particularly in sort of the United States of, that idea that grief is is finite, right? It, there's an ending to it. Um, that you know you should be over this. Why haven't you moved beyond? Why haven't you come to closure? Versus, let's talk more about how do we actually maintain that connection with our loved ones in a healthy way. You know, we all do it in some ways. We hand down recipes, um, heirlooms, pictures, all these sorts of things, and. And it's a way that we maintain connection with our loved ones and can be a very powerful thing. So, so when our patients are struggling with this, how do we start to you know, talk about this and really open up and, and give them some, some options? You know, writing letters, recording, um, recording messages or, or video or those sorts of things. You know, we've all seen patients do a really lovely job with this. And so making sure that people know that it's okay, that it's normal, and how can we provide support and help them with, with some of those things. So, um, you know, obviously then there's, there's just those intangible things as well. How do we talk about sort of beliefs, morals, dreams, hopes, um, all those things as well that that people are, have already passed down through the work that they've done with their family, through the, the raising of their children and those sorts of things. How do we start to talk about those, those pieces as well, not just the tangible uh, pieces that we've talked about 
um, already in terms of letters and and such. But there's also those things that you know will will carry with that person and and their personality and who they are as a human on this earth. So acknowledging those things as well. Um, encouraging family members to talk about that also, because that can be a big fear of family members of uh, when this person is no longer present, how am I actually going to remember this? Am, are they going to someday sort of disappear from my memory? You know, that's a big fear that some of our family members have as well. So how do we talk about some of those things also with them and, and really connecting and, and to call out specifically when a loved one has cognitive impairment, you know, recognizing that there is still a level of, of a level of legacy that can be available. And a lot of times that's the family member really letting us as caregivers and, and facilities as caregivers know who this person is, not just who they were, but who they are. Um, and helping us connect with that uh, can be a really lovely uh, way to, to remember this person. So just encouraging that and, and, and sort of leaking that over into our own lives as well. How do we maintain connection with the loved ones that, that we've lost? And um, sometimes remembering that can be really helpful too for us. But just to end with a quote, uh, this is from the play I Never Sang for My Father by uh, Robert Anderson. A death ends a life but it does not end a relationship. So again, how do we maintain connection with somebody who may not be here physically, but will always be with us in other ways?